Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yeah, everybody, welcome back. This is Taco Tuesday. And, well, it's a post-game Taco Tuesday on a night where the Lakers lose 128 to 111 to the Pelicans. I'm Alex Padilla at Alex Padilla 86. He's Alex Regla at Alex M Regla. Alex, I know you're doing better than the Lakers play tonight. How are you? Uh, yeah, I, I am doing better. I also like. I appreciate early start times. So like, oh. even if the Lakers get blown out, it's not as bad when the game ends like at 7 p.m. You know. I was gonna tweet. At least this game is already over. Like <laughs> normally. Not normally, but you know, this game could easily be in LA tipping off in twenty minutes from now. You know, it's so luckily, yeah, you're right. It started in the four o'clock hour and, and we're sitting here at seven twenty right after the game is uh, finished and we get to not be up till eleven doing this tonight. So that's yeah. nice. Oh, that would suck for this that game. Is tonight's, that is tonight's uh, MVP. Not staying <laughs> up till eleven. But Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But as far as tonight goes, we will get here. Let's start with this. I, along with most of you, probably tuned out at the end of the and uh, somewhere in the third quarter. Just going to be honest with you guys, didn't really see much reason to finish watching this, even though I was podcasting tonight. Kind of got the gist of it. Starting to jump into what really is going to happen in the future of the team. That's more important. Now, today, what happened today, I think we'll touch on certain players playing tonight that may not be here. That's kind of what we're going to get into. I think that's the way to go tonight, Alex, because there is some newsy things happening around the Lakers with the trade deadline coming up on Thursday. Lakers always involved in the buyout market when you're a competitor. So there's plenty to talk about. Yeah, like even though this like coming into today, this was a game that like on the schedule felt like the Lakers could steal one. Like even shorthanded, I thought they can maybe win this one and, you know, go into the trade deadline with a little bit of like an upswing but like given how shorthanded they they were like it's not totally surprising they lost this yeah uh brandon ingram had a season high 36 points for the pelicans he uh zion finished with 27 9 and 5 you ready for this stat line okay josh hart oh two points 15 rebounds <laughs> yeah that, 15 rebounds five assists and five steals josh hart who is he dennis rodman all of a sudden that, that's that's the most josh hart stat line i've ever heard that is insane but yeah listen the, the pelicans dominate in the paint they are the best offensive rebounding team in the nba they're not a good team they're 19 and 24 but still uh they do things that the lakers are not good at Especially yeah. when they're hurt with Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Marcus All all out tonight. The Lakers are a very small team at the moment to the point where Devontae Kaycock is starting. So no more Damian Jones on the team. Obviously, we all know this ten game ten day his second ten day contract expired. And the way I remember it is if they want him back, they have to sign him for the rest of the year. Yeah. So lots of holes in the Lakers. So I'm not gonna overreact. I will talk about this, a broader stroke. How about that? Today was terrible. The Lakers are bad without LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Breaking news. How bad is it going to be, Alex? That is what I would like to talk about tonight. Because 
earlier today, a report from Brian Winhorst says that Laker players are reportedly telling people LeBron James will be out a month. So how bad will it be if Anthony Davis is out indefinitely? There is no timeline for him. And let's say LeBron James is out for a month. If you remember last week, we we covered how brutal April is going to be for the Lakers anyways. Mm-hmm. How bad can this really get? I mean, I just, like, if we want to believe that, and say like it's exactly one month from today, right? And we're looking at maybe April 23rd as a return. That's about 15 games. That's a lot of games. Uh, and it's a lot of hard games in there as well. Like, I, I, just to turn it around on you, like, what if those are 15 games, what do they have to go in those 15 games to kind of keep afloat and, and not drown as much? Like, out of 15, how many of those do they have to win? They don't have a lot of wiggle room. If you look at the West, the Mavericks are an eight seed, and they're eight and a half games out of first place. The Lakers are four. So there's a four and a half game lead right there. Just be out of the playoffs. And that's like doomsday scenario, but the way they played against the Suns, the way they played against the Pelicans, who are not very good, and who they have to play coming up, which is the 76ers, but then I think there's two winnable games, I would hope, against the Cavs and the Magic, but then you yeah. got the Bucks, the Kings, the Clippers, the Raptors, the Heat, the Nets, New York, Charlotte, so it's... I talked about this on my radio show. I said they would be lucky to win five of the 15 games. Yeah. Now that you mentioned that, and I'm kind of looking over the schedule now. I think five would be, um, they, they, they'd gladly take that. Like, uh, I, I, they have to win. I, I think they really do have to beat the magic, the Cavs and the Kings of, the, of those upcoming mm-hmm. games. I think and those, the Hornets. yeah, like a, any, like even tonight again, like any potential winnable games, they kind of have to win mm-hmm. unless they catch like Brooklyn in a game where they're resting all three guys, you know, like unless they get lucky in one of those circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's I try not to be too doomsday, but the way that they've played the last two games is kind of hard to see where just defensively they're very bad defensively, but they're you're missing, yeah. but you're missing, you know, maybe the defensive player of the year. You're missing LeBron, who can guard pretty much anybody. And you're missing Gasol, who is your starting center. You're missing three starters. So I understand why they are bad. But, you know, that's 130 points tonight, 128 points tonight for the Pelicans is really bad. I I, I didn't think they competed as well as they did in that Phoenix game. I I thought from, like, the tip, the energy just seemed off. Like, it it seemed like they they knew they were going to lose or... They kind of just weren't into it. And I kind of tweeted it out. I wonder if like the upcoming trade deadline had anything to do with it. Cause there's a couple guys who've, you know, they've seen their names and headlines or potential rumors. And it must be hard to like, first of all, play when you know your star, star guys are out and you're probably going to lose and also have to deal with like, am I really going to give a hundred percent to a team that might trade me by Thursday, you know? Right. So we both think that winning five games of the next 15 would be an accomplishment. That's some, that's us saying that's, that's a saying right there. (laughs) You know, just even saying that out loud is, is kind of hard to believe, but that's where we're at right now. And then when you throw out on top what you just mentioned that 
a lot of these guys are in trade rumors right now. So you, Alex Regla, you keep up with everything. I try to as well. Which Laker that is on the roster right now, before we talk about buyouts, before we talk about Drummond, before we talk about anything else, which Laker right now on the roster do you can you realistically see traded and for what? So, like, the most realistic isn't, like, the most exciting. Uh, so, the m- most realistic would probably be, like, McKinney, uh, mm-hmm. just from, like, a salary cap roster spot perspective in terms of opening up another roster spot for another buyout guy and giving them some more wiggle room in terms of trades and luxury tax stuff. But uh, outside of McKinney, who I think probably will get traded by Thursday, um, if not like tomorrow. Like we saw the Clippers do a similar trade yesterday where they Mm kind of just traded a guy to open up a spot for a potential buyout guy or more wiggle room in trades, right? So outside of McKinney, maybe like, okay, so we've heard KCP's name being floated out there. And I think he's probably uh, outside of McKinney, maybe the other realistic guy, just from a, we can't trade Kuz, I think, because he has like a poison pill contract, which kind of makes it hard to trade him. Um, You can't really trade, they don't want to trade THT, right? Like he's off limits in a way. Trez is another guy who's had his name floated out there, Gasol. But in terms of like actually getting something back, you're going to have to trade a guy who makes at least like $10, $11 million, right? And KCP mm-hmm. does that. So I, I would maybe think KCP, if the Lakers want to get an upgrade or just want to get someone who can kind of handle some of the offense while LeBron's gone. Yeah, because KCP this season, 8.4 points, he's definitely had a, a down year so far compared to what he was able to produce last year, I would say. I know that his three-point percentage has gone up a little bit, but his points are down. It just seems a little off there with KCP. Yeah, I agree. Doesn't it? It just seems more off than the numbers might show. Um, the Trez one confuses me. Mm-hmm. Can you explain to me, and maybe I'm just missing something, is it just strictly salary why they would trade Trez? It, yeah, it would be salary and if they don't have an intention of bringing him back because he is a potential free agent this summer, right? So he can just walk. Um, he can opt out of his deal. I think he has a player option, so he can just opt out, sign a bigger contract somewhere else, and maybe the Lakers do want to keep him, but they don't think they could afford him. So maybe they just think, hey, maybe we can get a guy in the buyout market who's a big trade Trez now for a guy who can fill another hole. But I agree. I think Trez has been underrated this year. Uh, I think he's been really helpful, and especially since Anthony Davis has been out. I wouldn't uh, trade Trez unless it's a, a pretty home run deal. Uh, so that's why I kind of mentioned KCP specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you read about Trez's contract, you kind of see that they may not even, if he does opt out, because if he continues to play well, he's going to make a lot more money than what they can actually offer him. So his 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 is fascinating, though, because of the other news that came out today where if you kind of are paying attention to what's happening with Andre Drummond, it almost seems like NBA experts, those those rumor guys, are kind of just assuming that Andre Drummond is coming to the Lakers. You know, there was there was talk about him maybe going to the Nets, but it seems like many experts are now just assuming that Andre Drummond is coming to the Lakers. Obviously, you never know until it happens, but if it does, does that also clear out space as to why you can trade Trez? Because now you have... You know, you have Gasol, I, I theoretically, you know, whenever he comes back, and then you'll have Drummond, or are they just two totally different guys, and that's just 
it doesn't really match up. Uh, yeah, maybe that's what they. Maybe that's the rationale behind maybe trading Trez is they think if they get Drummond, and it sounds like a lot of execs think they will. And I believe Woj said yesterday that he, Drummond's actually been in Los Angeles for a little bit now since like not really playing with Cleveland. So uh, it's the signs seem to to suggest that Drummond's going to sign with the Lakers if he doesn't get traded. Like if he gets traded by Thursday somehow, um, I don't think a buyout might not happen then. So mm-hmm. for Laker fans who want Drummond, they kind of had the hope he doesn't get traded by Thursday, and then he gets cut, and then he could sign. But yeah, yeah. I, I think they're totally two different players. Um, as we saw in the playoffs last year, it's always good to have bigs who can do different things or and are good at different things. So having a guy like Trez can play smaller, a little more mobile, and then having Drummond, obviously, a bigger body, a better rebounder. Like Drummond would have helped a lot in today's matchup, right? So... I don't think they're like mutually exclusive, but if the Lakers think we already have a couple centers and we're not going to sign Trez, then maybe they can try to flip him now and at least get something for him. Frank Vogel post game says, quote, most trade deadline situation. There's a lot of talk that results in nothing. And that's my expectation as a coach. My expectation is we're going to win games with this group. I believe in this group that we have. Wow. Okay. As a quote from Harrison and from McMenamin, I added two quotes together there. So that's a very interesting thing that's, to say. Because sounds pretty definitive. Mm-hmm. So if that is the case, and I'm not saying it is the case because Frank Vogel is the coach, and I don't know their, I don't know the the dynamic between Palinka and Vogel too well because we, mm-hmm. we haven't really got into this trade. Last year it was so smooth sailing it felt like right until the pandemic hit it was pretty smooth. Yeah. And you ended up getting key from the buyout, and that was the only thing. Mm-hmm. So we haven't really seen the dynamic between Vogel saying something like, I, I like this roster, and then Palinka being like, well, we need an upgrade. So we haven't, we don't really know that dynamic too well. Obviously, Palinka switched the whole freaking roster. Like, he could have brought back Dwight. He could have brought, he had Javel. He shipped those guys off. So I don't really know whose choice that was. So if we're reading into it, but let's like- just. Yeah, go I for was it. gonna say, I, like, I, if you're a coach, how else would you have answered that question? Like, I don't know what the question was. Like, I wasn't in the post game right. thing, so I wonder what they asked or what the phrasing was. Uh, maybe I'm guessing how active do you uh, expect the team to be? And I don't think Vogel seems like a coach who would actually say, like, oh yeah, like we need an upgrade, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I think it, that context also is important, and like they still have all day tomorrow to like talk to Vogel, right? Like maybe mm-hmm. in Vogel's mind, he's telling the truth. They haven't spoken. Polinka told him nothing's changed, but after losing or at least being down by 30 plus tonight, seeing that they have a lot of games without LeBron AD coming up, a lot changes after one game. Maybe come tomorrow, more dialogue happens. Vogel's brought in, they discuss things and maybe by tomorrow, something's different. Yeah. It's also the first back to back double-digit losses of the year. So they've lost multiple games in a row this year, but ne- never double-digit. So, I mean, if, if this performance tonight wasn't eye-opening on both ends, then I don't really know what is. You know, I, if he says, I believe in this group, and I understand it's only the second game and you don't have LeBron and you don't have AD, but you scored 17 points in the second quarter. Your defense gave up 128 points. You gave up 43 points in the third quarter. You clearly see that the flaws, where the flaws are. We even talked about the flaws with a healthy Laker team. Mm-hmm. 
So I think that there are moves to be made, whether if that's only just bringing in Andre Drummond, I don't think a, a single Laker fan will complain. No. Because we're really, what are you going to get back? When you talk about improving KCP, what are you going to trade him for? So, yeah. So, I mean, like I have a few hypotheticals, like a few things that I've like thrown around, but it is tough because KCP, as much as he struggled recently, and he has really struggled, uh, Again, like he's still a really reliable guy on this team. He's still a guy that's the team when they needed him the most in the playoffs really performed well. And I, I'm sure he's built enough trust with the coaching staff and the players and the front office that they're not going to kind of panic and trade him after he struggled because he does this right. Like every year, there's a rough patch with KCP. Like this is, if nothing else, like the most consistent thing about him is that he struggles. Mm-hmm. Uh, at different parts of the year and then he bounces back and um plays well so i just think in terms of the only reason why i mentioned that he's more likely maybe this year than other years is because the lebron and ad injuries and because the season's almost over and they might want to get someone now who can do a little more on offense and provide a little more shooting and kind of help the team win maybe one or two more games in lebron's absence so they don't have to get into that playing tournament or something you know Mm -hmm. yeah so the lakers don't play again before the trade deadline and then they only play three times in a week which is on a normal year you'd be like that's a lot of games this year you're like that's not very many games because they're not playing every other day because they they do have two days off before uh they have monday and tuesday off next week that is a rarity for the rest of the year so only three games in the next week Gasol should eventually come back. I know you're a big believer in Gasol. I think he'll have to take on a larger role, obviously, with Anthony Davis out. Mm-hmm. Um, you never know. How, I think, are we all assuming, or was it? Is it announced that he had COVID for sure? I, I don't think they've ever uh, directly announced that. Uh, we, we do know he was, in, he was quarantining, though, and was in isolation, Vogel right. said. So, I mean, right. the writing and, is... is Sort and of he's the wall. been cleared for a few games, he, but yet they're he, working on his conditioning. Yeah, he was on the bench tonight. Like, right. he, he's with the team. He just hasn't played yet. So you never know how he's going to come back for the first couple games. That's mm-hmm. basically what I was about to, you know, not to dive into his personal stuff. But you don't really know how you're going to come back when you haven't played in so long. There hasn't been an update on Anthony Davis. There won't be an update on LeBron James. So I think there are moves to be made. We'll see what he ends up doing. But let's say, Alex, that they don't make moves. Okay. And let's say that they only, or let's not even say they add Drummond. They don't make moves. Oh, so they just don't get anyone in the buyout they just market? just don't get anybody in the buyout market, okay. which I'm sure they'll get somebody. Yeah. But let's just say that Vogel is meaning like, no, I'm good with this group. I want to, we're, we're going to win with this group. Where can they win games? Like, how can they win games? How can they improve? Where can they improve that realistically? Because it's easy to say like, shoot better and play, play better defense. Are you talking when they're fully healthy or this group right, right now? now? Because they're oh, going right to be now. they're going to oh. they're going to be without them um, for a while, right? I mean, LeBron was in a walking boot. LeBron was not in New Orleans today. He was in LA with a doctor's appointment. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, realistically, this this team is going to be this team for a while. Like that's where I was hypothetically saying. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think the recipe to win. I think we saw elements of it tonight, like the execution and. One, like, defense obviously just was not there, and they didn't have the, like, that was, like, half effort and just half not having the personnel, like, 
to card Zion and like other guys oh, yeah. going in the paint. And, but in, I'm sorry, real quick before uh, you, Zingram like really good now. Ingram's been good for like, but like a really long time. good now. Like, he was really, an all star really last year. Like he's, I, but I get all star, but I'm saying like he looked really, really good. Well, I, if you're Ingram and you see the Lakers are without LeBron and AD, like of all the games to circle on your calendar to play well, yeah. like this is it, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry, keep going. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, in terms of what they can do to win games, like I thought the three point shooting tonight was very good. And the number of threes they took, that was something Dennis Schroeder mentioned post-game against Phoenix, is that he wanted the Lakers to shoot more threes. And that is one way to kind of cheat the system, right? To kind of like moneyball your way to some wins and uh, try to use the math game to your advantage when you don't have the talent. And they were 18 of 37 tonight, 48%. Uh, that's one way to, to catch some teams off guard and to win the, the math game. But obviously if you're just allowing new orleans shots at the rim every possession you're you're gonna lose regardless of how many threes you take you almost got doubled up in points in the paint tonight yeah that's good 62 to 32 also make your free throws is another thing oh yeah you gotta have to make those free throws gonna have to you can't be shooting 70 percent. you're gonna have to get every point they're free you know the old joke they're free take them yeah you're gonna have to take those but so you think that shooting more threes is is a key that and pace like this is this is not a half court team when you're when your main like who's creating offense for this team in the half court Schroeder and trez off handoffs that's it yeah i i i think that the i don't know if this is just like a way too plain view to look at things but if i'm looking at the lakers roster i think you're gonna need 20 from Kuz, you're going to need 20 from Schroeder, and you're going to need near 20 from Harrell every game for this team to win. So tonight, they had six players in double figures. Like again, like I, that's another out. Like They had balance. It just, I just think that that's a skewed number. Sure. When the, when the other team has a 30-point lead, yeah. there's no defense being played. That I think sure. when you really look at the first half and the third quarter, that's what I was looking at. That's true. Like it, I, I, and I understand, like, yeah, and you look at the box, we're like, whoa, like, that's a lot of guys scoring double digits. But, like, look at the, the plus minus. It was brutal, you know? Surprisingly, Wes Matthews, in a game that the Lakers were down 30 at one point and lost by 17, he was a plus one in 20 minutes. That's mm-hmm. that's impressive. That's really hard to do when your team's losing the entire game to be a positive. And he hit four threes tonight. So if, if there's any like positive takeaways at least it's west matthews playing well and you know what i'm down for him to shoot eight threes a game yeah let it go yeah yeah like you know normally he'll be like oh he didn't make anything well he only shot four times no you're about to shoot eight to ten times a game now Wes. like that's Mm -hmm. we need it like the lakers need guys to score every single night that's why i think in my head the way i see this kuzma has shown that when he starts he can score right We've seen it in the past when, when AD has been hurt. Kuzma comes in, he starts, and, and he scores. He's going to have to average over 20 points a game. Like, he is a natural scorer. So if the Lakers want to score, Kuzma's got to do it. Harrell has been really good. I think he's going to, you know, above 16, near 20 a night. We need it. And then Schroeder, I think, is going to have to score 20 points a game. Yeah, He and, shot terribly and, tonight, but I think he's really going to ha- – you know, he finished with 15, 10 of those are free throws. He's really going to have to step his offensive game up. I was going to say, like, he has to be more efficient 
Like, uh, obviously, he gets to the line, which is really, really helpful for a team who struggles to score in the half court. So that's definitely a plus. But, yeah, two for ten, uh, that's just not going to get it done. Yeah. Um, seven and assists think, is good, but, yeah. Um, you're right about pace, though. You when, when you have THT, when you have Kuz, when you have Schroeder, you have Caruso, you have Wes, this team's got to have to run. Run, run. You only had 10 fast break points tonight. That's going to have to change. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, if you're just looking at it from from a, from like me, very surface level, I'm looking at three guys that need to score a lot every single game. And then if you get some from KCP, from THT, from Caruso, that's great. But I, I'm looking at those three guys because I know they can score. Mm-hmm. They can, I, I think they can score consistently, so they're going to have to now. And then obviously defensive is going to – they're just going to have to play better defense. I don't know how, but maybe with Casal coming back possibly on Thursday, they're going to have to play better defense. And just moving the ball quickly. You have to move the ball and do not become a, a boring uh, half-court offensive team. I think those three things is where you start. And then obviously if you're able to add, like we talked about all podcasts, you know, players from within a trade or players like a Drummond, then then great. Because I do think healthy even, I still think the Lakers need stuff to repeat. Yeah, I, I think you brought up a good point with Gasol. Like, even if you if it's just 15 minutes a night, just having a big, like a big body in the paint like that the other teams have to at least be aware of is helpful. And in the half court, like, you can actually run offense through Gasol, right, with his passing. So I, I think just having a guy like that would be helpful now. But I agree. Like, I think if they're not making trades, I think they do have to be active in the buyout market. And I think Drummond would be... You, you know what without lebron and ad like actually super useful right now like at least just yeah. having another potential scorer rebounder uh, and for something that drummond does really really well is offensive rebound like for a team that misses a lot of threes struggles in the half court that's another way you can kind of win games is by creating extra possessions and drummond's really good at that but um i i outside of a trade for mckinney i i am really interested to see how the front office and the coaching staff, like how confident they are with this roster, like even when healthy, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know if it's going to happen, but that would be a great LA story. If Andre Drummond gets bought out and then gets to play against the Cavs on Friday, but we got a back to back for the Lakers Thursday and Friday. They have Saturday off, then they play Sunday and then they have Monday, Tuesday off. So three games by the time we come back on Tuesday, um, I think they got to win two of them. I think they have yeah. to win two of them. Like I, I wouldn't say they have to, but I, they, they kind of desperately need to win at least one of them. Uh, I, I think they can catch like a, a team on a bad night, like um, again with the injuries. But yeah, I, and the only thing I would say about their record, like even if they fall to eighth when this is all said and done, or seventh that they win the playoff tournament game or whatever, like. I don't think they're afraid of anyone in the West. Like, if they have to play Utah in the first round, like, I don't know how many teams would, or like, betting, like, bet, like gamblers would pick Utah over the Lakers in a seven game series. So I think that's something they're banking on as well, that they're just not afraid of anyone in the West. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. The Lakers, uh, like we said tonight, 128, um, 111. They lose their second, was it second in a row or third in a row? They lose their third in a row. Excuse me. I forgot they lost to the Hawks the day LeBron went out as well. So they play the Sixers Thursday. 
All at home, by the way. The next four are at home. So we'll see what the Lakers end up doing. But keep an eye out because this team could really change in the next couple days. And if you, for all that news, for all the updates, follow at Lakers SBN. Follow Alex at Alex M. Regla. Follow me at Alex Padilla 86 SilverScreenRoll.com for all of your Laker news. And, of course, subscribe to this podcast and the network on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, everywhere you listen to a podcast. We are there. Alex, any final thoughts on tonight's oh. game or any predictions for? I was going to ask that? you. How about I was going to ask you. So by ne- let's say not not. So by next Tuesday, when we record, okay, who who's a new member of the Lakers? I mean, I'm going to be boring. I'm going to say Drummond, just because okay. the people saying it they they're very credible. So obviously things can change, and he may not he may not even get bought out. Maybe somebody comes in and trades for him. So. But I will say Drummond because I don't know what the Lakers can bring in with the trade pieces they have. And so it's a, it's a cop-out answer, but uh-huh. I really don't know what they could bring in. Okay, and and who's not on the Lakers? Or do you think everyone's back? I mean, McKinney's probably gone. Okay. McKinney's probably... I mean, you saw the, you saw like the Clippers do Yeah, yeah, I would, I would be kind of shocked gone. if he doesn't get traded. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think Drummond... But just to, to spice it up, I say KCP gets traded. Oh, yeah. KCP. How the how dude, the sports are ruthless, man. You can go from hero to traded real quick in sports. I'm not I'm not no saying I, I totally support that trade if it happens. But I just think if they were gonna trade someone, I think it'd be KCP for someone to help them in the short term while LeBron and, and AD are out. So I, I say KCP is traded, let's see. To Toronto for Norman Powell. So KCP in a first round pick to Toronto for Norman Powell. They sign Drummond. They trade McKinney, maybe in that same deal. And then they also sign Otto Porter if he gets bought out. And Damn, I think they, dude. that's what I think happens. <laughs> Do the Lakers have first round picks to trade? They have a 2027 first round pick. Okay, okay. So, well, how far? This is just—I don't know this. How far? How many first-round picks can you trade in the NBA? I, well, it, because, because in the, the NFL step-in you role, can only trade three. Yeah, because of the step-in rule, you can't trade uh, picks in back-to-back years. So that's that's uh-huh. why they owe a lot to the Pelicans. So it wouldn't have, it would have to be like the twenty twenty-seven pick. They do have a second-round pick also. So that's another thing. I they could maybe trade McKinney and a second-round pick to either uh-huh. get rid of him. Or to like also get back something like a second round pick, or maybe like someone like Wayne Ellington from Detroit, like a shooter. Like I, I think it'll be like a marginal move like that. Okay. Well, but, we'll uh, see. Yeah. If you're, you know, if you if you go if you go three for three on your predictions, no, yeah, that's awesome. I'm not. <laughs> That'd still be awesome though. Um, we will see what happens. There's a lot to come with the Lakers, and if nothing happens, I promise you that the rumors will keep you busy. I promise you that. The Lakers will be in. They're in on everybody. So, you're the, can they get Kyle Lowry? No, but I was going to say, they play the Sixers <laughs> on Thursday, and the Sixers might get Kyle Lowry. So, that team might look totally different, too. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens to the Lakers. I'm very excited. Listen, I know the team, the basketball is going to be bad for a while. I think we could all agree on yeah. that, right? They're not going to have some winning record for, while LeBron and AD are out, but how many teams would? But... 
that's what makes the NBA great. All the movement, all the drama, all the trade rumors, all the Twitter beefs, Kerr versus Duran on Twitter. Like, this is the kind of stuff that makes the NBA great. <laughs> so enjoy it. If we can't enjoy the product on the court, enjoy this, the rumors and everything for the next couple, what is it, 48 hours or so? Yeah. And uh, we'll talk to everybody next week. We will see what the team looks like then. Alex? Oh, wait. Did you write anything? No, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I didn't mean it as a joke. I really didn't know if you read. No, because no, no, don't because, worry. Okay, for for a while there, I was like, okay, like I read all everything you 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 write, and then for a while I was like, am I missing it? And then I'm, I'm like, oh, wait, he's just not writing. Okay, cool. All right, well, just follow him anyways at Alex M Regular and subscribe to his newsletter, The Throwdowns, because when he writes, it's good. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. (laughs) All right, everybody. Take care. We'll talk to you all next week.